0: Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Dr. Nina Burns, GP at Generation Health Medical Clinic, is with me this afternoon. Happy New Year. First Happy New Year all. to
1: you. Thank you for yeah.
0: having me. Um, I'm sick. Everybody I know is sick. I think the whole country is dosed, Nina. Yeah. What is going on?
1: Yeah, so I mean, look, it's, it's that perfect storm, isn't it? Everyone gets together over Christmas and New Year and unfortunately getting together usually means passing on a number of bugs. And of course, we've had a an increase in COVID. We've a peak in flu going, well, not even peak, unfortunately, we've an increase in flu at the moment. I think it has a ways to go. Um, along with RSV, all the other childhood viruses. And, and then this time of year as well. This kind of really cold weather for people yeah. who have what we call reactive airways—that's asthma, chronic bronchitis, those kind of things—they can react to things in the air and the cold weather. So if some people will tell you every time they step out in the cold they start wheezing. Yeah. So if you have a reactive airway and you've been unlucky enough to pick up a virus, unfortunately, you're not going to feel. You're sort of describing
0: now. my life at the moment, here, yeah.
1: yeah, I can't. Sh- like I just, I just, I can't shift it. Can't yeah. shift
0: it. Can't seem to shift it at all.
1: So there's a lot of people coughing a lot. I suppose one of the things I spend a lot of time saying to particularly parents of children, because parent, you know, children often can't express how they feel maybe as well as an adult can. And parents come in worried that their child is coughing. I suppose I was given a great piece of advice years ago as, as a junior doctor was, if you are faced with someone who's coughing, if you couldn't hear the cough, would you be worried about them? And in the majority of cases, you know, I suppose you can't say all the time, but in the majority of cases, if you wouldn't worry for anything apart from the cough, then you probably don't need to worry. Now, I'd add the caveat that particularly in adults, obviously, mm. other more serious diseases can cause coughs. So, you know, I would say in an adult, certainly any cough lingering more than three or four weeks probably warrants a chest X-ray. But um, in children, if your child is well, um, you know, if they've no fever, if they're breathing comfortably, playing, doing all the things they normally do, especially if they've had a cold recently and they seem to be coughing for a few weeks after, that can be a post-viral cough. And post-viral coughs can go on a number of weeks, but obviously, if they're better, then they start getting sicker or if they have a temperature with the cough or just aren't able to do the things they do. And, and those rules are the yeah. same for adults. Then obviously it warrants an examination. But, you know, I'd be a very, very wealthy person if I had the magic cure for cough. I don't. Um, and, you know, it is, cough bottles, sweet. all of those things, they don't really make a massive difference. I don't tend to prescribe them at all. Um,
0: Really? Yeah. You're not going to be impressed. Actually, sorry, I should say we are going to come to listeners' questions in a moment, but just a lot of them are in the sort of area of colds and flus. If you have a query for Nina 087- 1400, Um You're not going to be happy now when I tell you that I'm glued to TikTok at the moment looking on, <laughs> looking for tips on how to,
1: how to sleep because it is yeah. so debilitating. I can't sleep. No, it is. And, you know, I always say when people come in about sleep, again, sleep deprivation is a form of torture. So it really does Surrendous. get to you after a while. So often the cough is worse when you lie down, particularly yeah. if there's sinus congestion involved. And that can be, you know, if you're just very... Congested, And when you're upright, your nose will run and it'll come up the front. And there's a certain amount of pooling that happens with secretions, whether it's that your airway is drier because you're breathing through your mouth or your nose is blocked and you're just not able to clear it as you would when you're awake. Um, so, you know, tricks again that we we give parents, but I suppose for adults as well is kind of propping yourself up a bit. So maybe not being completely flat.
0: I've been sleeping upright for yeah. about two weeks now.
1: Taking an antihistamine at night, some of the ones that make you sleepy. So for adults, you know, like a Puritan or a Phenergan, they're antihistamines you can take in the short term that w- can help you sleep a bit. They're the ones that would make you sleepy during the yeah, day. But taking okay. that at night might dry up your nose a bit and help you. Um, but anything, so any of those rinses, there's some very good saline rinses. Um, steromar which is a seawater spray anything to clear your airway going to bed and even keeping it beside the bed that if you get congested overnight the really old one is the Vicks Vapor Rub on yeah. the chest you know it's an oldie but goodie I know it's all about clearing the airway usually you can't sleep because you're coughing because your airway is congested and um, unfortunately again there's no magic cure for that one but um, some of those things might help
0: this is for, for your doctor I'm just getting over yeah look a bad bout of flu what can I take now at the start of January to give me a boost to get me back on track
1: so another very common question yeah. this time of year. Everyone wants to know how they boost in the new year. Um, so I suppose it doesn't change no matter what time of year it is. So minding yourself, you know, often we're all a little bit run down after Christmas and New Year. We've been kind of burning the candle at both ends and our immune system is a bit, you know, shaken. So minding yourself, giving plenty of time for rest and recuperation. Um, eating well, drinking plenty fluids is really important this time of year, getting out when you can for gentle exercise. But, you know, I know a lot of people take on new exercise programs in the new year and that's great. But obviously, if you're have a lingering cough or cold, getting out running, is probably not going to help sure your airway. Yeah. So you need to step it up slowly and do what's appropriate. If, if something you're doing is making you feel worse, then it might not be the right thing for you right now.
0: Where are you on the, you know, baracas and that sort of supplements, vitamins like that? Like I know a lot of listeners getting in yeah. touch today have queries around that. And I, and I do too, yeah. because I never know if you should take them. What should you, what should you take and
1: when? Well, so look, in an ideal world, you know, we should be getting everything from our diet and saying that this time of year, vitamin D is one that's very important to consider because we don't get vitamin D in our diet unless we're taking taking fortified foods. So there are obviously fortified milks, there's fortified yogurts. A lot of our cereals have vitamin D added, but you have to look for it. Um, so we rely on sunlight unless we could prescribe a sun holiday for everyone, which we'd love to do Uh Vitamin D supplement is really important this time of year for pretty much everybody, but especially people who have dark skin because you need stronger sunlight to absorb vitamin D. But, you know, I, I am a bit of a fan of an occasional multivitamin, not as a substitute for healthy diet. I'd always say that, but some different times a year, life can be busy. We might not have been eating the way we should and taking a multivitamin for maybe a couple of months a year. Certainly if you're vegetarian, B12 is important. It's hard to get that in your diet if you're especially vegan. All vegans should take it. But a lot of vegetarians might not even have enough B12. Um, Zinc, there's some evidence zinc supports immunity. You know, so these kind of things... If you're looking for supplements that's what you're looking for. I think the thing I feel strongly about is you do not have to spend a fortune on multivitamins. There are good multivitamins out there that are not massively expensive. Um, there are brands that have been around for decades that are as good as they ever were and I think taking something simple, straightforward and complementing that obviously and making sure your diet has everything it needs is really important.
0: Okay. Texture here. Um, I've, I had vomiting and diarrhea at the end of last week. I still feel quite nauseous. I have no appetite. Um, is there anything I can do to try and speed up the recovery process.
1: Yeah, so again, that's another virus that's around the norovirus, which is the winter vomiting bug and unfortunately that too has been doing the rounds over Christmas. So again, you might be a bit dehydrated after vomiting and diarrhoea, make sure you're drinking plenty fluids that you're hydrated when someone has active gastrointestinal infection, we talk about a white diet. So it's the opposite to what you would normally take. So avoiding fruits and vegetables and fiber, just giving your gut a chance to rest for a couple of days if it's a bit irritated. And other than that, then gradually just making sure that your nutrients are adequate in your diet. So gradually getting back to your you know, your protein foods and then starting off with some more gentle vegetables. I mean, don't jump back on the cabbage and sprout straight away. If your tummy's a bit irritated, that's not going to okay. help. But it just takes time and force viruses. I I spent a lot of time saying this to patients. You know, they come in and and they're sort of disappointed when I don't have an antibiotic or or the tablet that will fix it. But what what fixes viruses is time. Yeah,
0: Lots of time and rest. Yeah. Yeah. This texter says I had the gastro bug over Christmas. I'm still not feeling great. Can you recommend any good gut supplements that might help?
1: So Probiotics. And again, there's no specific brand I'd recommend, you know, like there is a huge amount of research going into mind, body, body medicine and our gut floor and how it impacts on our immune system on our general health. So having a healthy gut is really important and your gut can be irritated. We, we talk sometimes about post-infectious irritable bowel syndrome that's where people can get kind of loose stool or constipation going on for several weeks or months after an infection. So again a good diet and including some kind of probiotic in your diet is Mm. good it just rebalances the gut bacteria. Uh, Does Nina think there's anything medical in in drinking apple
0: cider vinegar in the mornings? I've heard it's great but I don't know if there's any science to it.
1: I'm not aware of any science behind that.
0: That's it move on.
1: (laughs) What's the best vitamin
0: for easing eczema? Or helping so, with it.
1: So there, I suppose not a vitamin for easing eczema is a condition of dry skin. So the most important thing is that what you're using on your skin is not irritating it. So obviously for some people it's wearing natural fabrics. But the most important thing is that you're washing your skin with something designed specifically for eczema. So not even just something for a baby or a child, because a lot of these questions are about children, something specifically for eczema. Obviously, there are brands you know, like the likes of Avino, there's uh, double Bay the CeraVe they're all brands that are specifically designed for eczema and they're all very good I'm not naming one specifically because they're all good the other important thing is to make sure you moisturize your skin daily so often we're not moisturizing enough and sometimes in the winter when it's really Mm. cold and the skin is getting chapped you might need to moisturize twice daily obviously vitamin d again is absorbed through our skin vitamin d is important from a skincare point of view okay um And just again, you know, if they feel a bit run down, a lot of children are a bit low in iron, they might be a bit low in zinc, they might be a bit low in iodine. Those things aren't specifically for skin, but they're the kind of things that you're going to find in a multivitamin. What I would say is a lot of those gummies for children don't have iron, so you probably need to look specifically for one that has iron in it. Um,
0: Listener says I'm allergic to dogs, but I'd love to get one. (laughs) Is there anything I can do to get over the allergy? Um, is taking long-term antihistamines bad for me?
1: So the good news is, is you don't have to get over the allergy for dogs. There are some dog breeds. Now, obviously, we encourage oh. everyone to adopt dogs, but this might be a good instance where when you, even when you go to the, the kennel or whatever to say that you have an allergy, there are certain breeds that don't shed and are hypoallergenic. And so you can get those breeds. And in fact, I, we, have a, we have two dogs, but one of our dogs was a rescue dog but happens to be a hypoallergenic mix. And we had a neighbour who was highly allergic to dogs and they were not getting a dog for that reason. And he came to our house when we only had this dog and realised he was fine. And they went out and they got a dog. And I'm very happy to say this dog is much loved and looked after and living in a house where there's what someone who's highly... What kind of dog, highly... sorry, you have... So the Bichon traditionally is a breed that doesn't shed and doesn't yeah. have allergies. So many of those breeds and the mixes of those breeds and there are a few others, they don't shed. So they don't cause the allergies that other dogs cause.
0: They're back in again wondering about cats. Cats are
1: highly allergenic. Unfortunately, I'm not aware. I don't know, maybe that breed that has no skin. But again, cats unfortunately cause an awful lot of allergies in people. And I've had patients have to get rid of the cats because their allergies are so bad. And they say even if a cat lives in a specific house, but if you move in cat dander, it can be very hard to get rid of. So I, I now I, I'd be I'm happy to be misquoted by someone who knows more about cats than I do. But um, I'm not aware that there are that many cat, bra, cat breeds that are easy to access that are hypoallergenic. OK, um,
0: um, this listener says they're often very constipated. They take supplements and eat a lot of fibre. Is there anything else you could suggest?
1: So constipation, I know a lot of people don't like talking about poo, but it's incredibly common and something we see all the time. Obviously, exercise is important when you move, your gut moves, Um, eating a broad diet, drinking plenty of fluids. Funnily enough, sometimes suddenly increasing fibre can make constipation worse because if you eat a lot of fibre, that causes your stool to swell. But if it's hard, that's not going to help. So stool softeners, you can talk to the pharmacy. There are lots of different brands. Lactulose would be the sweet syrup you can buy and take Mm. that softens your stool. And just finding what works with your diet. Um, Irritable bowel syndrome in some people can cause constipation, in some people can cause diarrhea. There's a diet called the low FODMAP diet, which is based on the theory that certain foods ferment in our gut. And they create wind, which in itself can alter the gut flora and alter how stool moves through the bowel. So finding the foods that are your triggers can help. Um, and you can see dietitians. they can advise mm-hmm. you on low FODMAP eating.
0: Listen, really interesting. If we didn't get to your question today, we'll hang on to it for Nina next Monday afternoon. But Dr Nina Burns, thanks a million, Nina, for joining us here for this Monday afternoon's Ask the GP. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan.